Mm-hmm. And then what was it that you had, question-wise? Technicality works. We haven't really read anywhere, mm. but uh, 
But it can happen in two ways. One is, is that actually that person is a uh, expansion uh, of uh, a personal expansion of that person or an expansion of the potencies of that person. So for instance, uh, Nanda Maharaj. So Nanda Maharaj expands himself everywhere on in Vaikuntha, in, in Dwarka, in, in Vaikuntha, he's uh, uh, he's Vasudev and Devaki, and in uh, uh, heavenly planets, then he's Kashyapa and Diti, and uh, in Strona and Dara that we read about in uh, Krishna book. So they they appear, they expand uh, as parents of Krishna, because Krishna. So but that's personal expansion. And then there's expansion of their potency. They, they have certain potencies, so they empower those potencies uh, into another person. How multiple personal people live in one body, I don't know. possible. There's so many germs in the body. They live here. Yeah, I suppose in my mind I was thinking because I was thinking more of an individual soul. So I was thinking if I'm this individual soul, like bad example, but like an individual People get soul. haunted by ghosts. So that's when we have yeah. multiple souls in the body how this happens, because these are all uh, eternally liberated souls, uh, then they can do anything. They can do anything. It's beyond, beyond our comprehension how things happen. Yeah, we can. There, there's this sort of fallacy that if you can't explain something, then there's something wrong with it. That's going on the basis that we can actually understand things. But who's to say that we can understand everything? So uh, there's, no, there's no guarantee that we can understand everything. And that's how, that's how we should start out. We should start out at, uh, and even just to understand God Part of the requirement is to accept that uh, he's inconceivable to us. He was even inconceivable to himself, uh, what to speak of to us. He's inconceivable to himself. How is that possible? It's inconceivable. <laughs> we're, we're so small. And Puny, what, what, what do we understand? What does it mean? What do, what do we know? We, can't, we don't even know. We don't know what energy is. We don't know what matter is. We don't know where we are, who we are.
And I thought to myself that initially I was a little offended because it was said in a particular way, but then I thought actually it's true because it, that is true, because how else can you actually follow without faith in the sense that we actually genuinely have faith in what Srila Prabhupada's telling us this. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're blind followers on a certain level, mm. but we're blind followers, if we want to say we're blind followers, then we're blind followers of something, and whoever's saying it is the blind follower of something else. So, I mean, people on the material world, they're just blind followers. They're just, how do you know that, you know, what you're being taught is correct? You just accept it blindly. You've never been to the moon. You've never seen an atom. You've never, you've never done so many things. You've never, how do you, you just blindly accept that, uh, you know, the world is understandable. So it's all blind faith. Now it's a question of, but now our blind, our blind faith is a reasonable blind faith. And it's also confirmable in many ways. There's many things that we believe in that we then later confirm by experience. So we confirm what we see because it's, uh, experienced by direct perception. So we directly perceive it. First, I believe in something and I see it. Now I believe in Krishna. And when I become purified, then I see Krishna. I can talk to Krishna. Uh, that's reasonable. It's a reasonable faith. So there's the uh, experiment. When I met with that humanist, that was uh, that was just the point that I uh, stuck to is that it's you know it's an experiment. Don't don't say it doesn't work unless you've done it. So unless you've done it, you can't say it doesn't work. Now I've done it and it's working. So and that gives me more faith. And we get the experience. We, we experience it within. It's like uh, Bhagavatam uh, says, like when you're eating. So when you eat, your hunger is up. You, you, uh, you, you get a good taste. Your hunger is satisfied. You're nourished. So don't tell me what whether you know the taste of the food is good or not don't tell me if my hunger is satisfied i know that it's satisfied you may not feel it but i feel it and it's something that you know people are doing three times a day they're filling their stomach and when they feel satisfied how do i know that you're satisfied i just have to accept it but i know i feel it so just like i feel like my hunger is satisfied so similarly, pushti, tushti. So similarly, in the same way, uh, my, I, I feel I have a certain satisfaction, a certain confirmation from within uh, that you can't argue with because I'm the one who's experiencing it. You do it and see. 
And if you don't do it, then it's just blind faith. You're just being a fanatic. What's intuition? I mean, what, what is it? Where does it come from? Is it some electrons or something? What's worse? Intuition means you're actually hearing the voice. You're getting knowledge. Now, where are you getting that knowledge from? It's a knowledge that you never studied or learned. Where are you getting it from? So just to say, it just happens. I mean, that's really blind faith. Mm. I just mean, I, I don't need to study for my exams. I'll just go to my, you know, go when it's examination time and it'll just happen. Well, it doesn't just happen like that. Knowledge, knowledge comes from a source. Where does that come from? Where does that intuition come from? And intuition in human beings and instinct in animals. How do they know? So all these uh, birds that fly. You know, birds that fly, especially they fly, fly the first time. Yeah. They've never flown before in their life. Mm -hmm. But the first time they fly, they know where to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they know exactly how much to eat before, so that they're not too fat because. They, but they're not too skinny because they don't have, then they won't have enough calories to get them where they go. And they know exactly what speed to fly at. If they fly too fast, they'll use up all their calories. If they fly too slow, they won't get there. So, how do they know? Someone has to be telling them. You call it whatever you want, but that's just a word. Instinct is a word, it's not an answer. Not giving me an answer. You know, blind faith. Well, what's, what, what is it? What's instinct? Well, you know, it's the voice. Yeah, I know it's the voice. Where's the voice coming from? Don't say it's just instinct. Whose voice is it? So, hmm. And then, reading about how her eight daughters had died 
before she had Vishwarup and Vishwambara. Um, and I tried to find some information on those eight daughters because it seems an awful lot of suffering on her part to these eight daughters. And who were they? You know, why why was that the case? What who were those girls and why did that happen? Is that the same pastime as Krishna's? Huh? Is it the same pastime as Krishna's? Yeah. There's Devaki's children. Didn't they laugh? Didn't they laugh when um Brahma was um mm-hmm. did they get cursed because they laughed? Mm-hmm. So is that the same story then? Just repeated? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're the same. If I remember right. Because mm-hmm. I thought, wasn't that resolved in the Krishna pastime? Say that again. I thought that was resolved in the Krishna pastime because in Krishna goes to get the. Eight no, seven. it happened way before when they laughed at Brahma. They laughed at Brahma. And then they got cursed. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it was more pastimes, which was like uh, Jai and Vijay came with Sakai and Mada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings me on to my next question that when you like read stories right, right now, I was reading the story about Uttara. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8.8 and some of the story before and after and praise to Queen Kunti asking for suffering and I, and I can understand why she's asking for suffering so she can always marry but Krishna, not that I think it's a really elevated state to ask for suffering and most of us will ask not, not to have suffering um, but when they are suffering and in these situations like the Pandavas, like they ask for it or not, you get it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm saying as a prayer to Krishna, when these exalted devotees are suffering, it seems are they suffering in a completely different way to like we would suffer? When devotees are suffering? No, like even devotees. I'm talking about these exalted. Or, or you mean? Yeah. yeah, like the Pandavas, like Devaki, like these, externally to us it looks like they are suffering and they're going through the motions from the stories that we read, but surely if they're so exalted and they're eternal associates of Krishna... So what do you think is happening if they're not suffering? So I think these are the pastimes of Krishna. I know, but what does that mean? Does that mean they're not feeling sorrow? They are. Yeah. But they're feeling sorrow in a different way to Weebud because they are surrendering at every moment. They're not they're not experiencing they may be experiencing, uh, she says, Vipada Shantata Shatva Tatra Tatra Jagat Guru. So she wants to experience the physical pain, uh, but it makes her think more about Krishna. 
So it's not the same because, you know, a, generally speaking, uh, a person or a neophyte devotee, when he's suffering or she's suffering, then they're thinking more of themselves rather than of Krishna. You know, why is Krishna let this happen and so on, rather than actually embracing this uh, as a uh, udipan, uh, as something that's favorable uh, for Krishna consciousness. So uh, it's different, but in terms of, you know, you're asking, what's the emotion like? Uh, the emotions probably very similar or the same as what humans suffer. Otherwise, what's the meaning of Naralila? What's the meaning of human past like pastime? But the purpose, the connection, the Krishna consciousness is always there. And that's what makes it different. That's what makes it different. So, for instance, The uh, fire comes, the forest fire, and the cowherd boys pray to Krishna uh, because they're they're suffering from the heat. Okay, but why why are they praying to Krishna to save them? They're actually praying to Krishna because they're thinking if we tell him to save himself, he won't do that. He'll be more inclined to do it to save us. And if he doesn't save us, then he won't have friends uh, to play with. Uh, and uh, then, you know, he he's going to be unhappy. But the heat is the same. The sorrow is the same, the feeling is the same, mm-hmm. but the consciousness behind it, the motivation, uh, is, uh, is different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's spiritual. Uh, yeah, I remember when someone was asking in class the Shiva Prabhupada, it sounded like it child's, uh, young person's voice, and he was saying, Prabhupada, when you had your heart attacks, when you come over, did it hurt? And uh, he was, Shiva Prabhupada said, yes, it, it hurt a lot. And he would, the person kind of said, but, you know, why didn't Krishna, I don't remember the exact words, and he said, and then Shiva Prabhupada said, I'm still here, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel that um, it glorifies Shiloh Prabhupada more to say that it hurt. Yes, mm. exactly. Because it's a, sometimes my mind can have a, a cop out that, mm. oh, it's about feeling this Krishna conscious, you know? Mm. Like, like it, it, oh, it's easy for them and take their credit away. Yeah, it's, they, don't, they don't experience what we, but they do. They do experience. That's part of, that's part of being in the material. You're in this material world. 
you know, aside from Krishna and so on, and, you know, you experience, even though you're not under the modes of nature, but still you uh, experience the difficulties of this world. Someone has actually accepted that on behalf of Krishna. So devotees are, devotees say Sarvata, or surrender, do with me whatever you like. So it's not, as long as it doesn't hurt. It doesn't got a caveat to it. So as long as it doesn't hurt. I was just saying to you, you've got to be really careful what you pray for. (laughs) 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 I don't pray anymore. Mm -hmm. Let me surrender. Let me be Krishna conscious. Smash! Kunti's prayers intrigue me. You know, the way she prays is it's just amazing the way she her emotional praying like that with all the devastation and all the loss and so many of her family members killed. Yeah, prayers let me give up my attachment to the Pandavas. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really the example. Uh, you know, unless unless you know what the you know the goal is. If if you want to be a doctor, you have to see doctors. If you never see a doctor and you don't know what they do, then how do you know that you want to be a doctor? So similarly, if you don't know what the topmost platform of Krishna consciousness is, how do you know where you want to go? So you you have to know that. Yes, this is the right mentality. Now I'm going towards the right mentality. The right mentality, the right mood. It's, uh, yeah. I was just, you know, uh, we've, I was just writing with Judge Barker, and uh, we were, you know, we really came in at the bottom in the material world. I mean, I guess Kali Yuga is going to get worse, uh, but it was already pretty bad. Uh, where, you know, I came from for 24 years of life uh, in the material world. And, uh, you know, you go from there to there. And you go, you somehow, and then the only good fortune is that, you know, Prabhupada came. And Prabhupada became a good fortune. I didn't really do anything. I didn't go looking for it. The only thing I did was I, you know, going to university and bumping into devotees on the way all the time. No, I've got a different... I, I think Srila Prabhupada, um, when Krishna comes down, his associates come down, and I think Srila Prabhupada planted people in certain places. Definitely, like Mother Jamuna, yourself. He didn't want to do it on his own. He didn't want to get all the credit. He wanted to share it. He, yeah. You see, especially those, the first devotees. But, but in any case... Uh, us, the rest of us, <laughs> have just pure mercy. <laughs> no. 
we, uh, yeah, but it's just mercy. But you gotta be, ultimately you gotta pay the price. It's not something. It's something. So, okay, you get to go for free up to there, but at least you gotta take a bath. Then what you gotta do. So you gotta clean it off. Wash your feet before you go in. It's, it's a very, very material attachment is very, very deep, and especially for women. And uh, but you know, men and uh, very uh, just basic principles of human conduct with utter initiation one devotee from the UK was just so excited we uh, knew for a long long time back from the olden days and uh, he just you know couldn't say the four regular principles I said, just say what you've been doing all your life. <laughs> it was nothing, nothing new. But that's some people. That's real. Okay. So I'm really excited about tomorrow. Uh, are you? Or did you already make the dough? I'm gonna go. She just got brought the stuff. Twenty-four hours. Dough. That's uh. That's sort of the.